Welcome, welcome. This is Cassandra Austin McDonald with the Grow Through It podcast, where I share my personal life experiences and the stories of others who have grown through life's ups and downs and came out on the other side. Listen in as you may become inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Welcome back to another episode on the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald, and today we are going to have an uncomfortable conversation about why you may struggle to have uncomfortable conversations and some tips that you can do to help you navigate this process. Now, before I jump into this, I first have to thank each and every single one of my listeners. It appears that we have reached a milestone. There have been 5.5 thousand downloads of the Grow Through It podcast with people listening to the episodes. And so I just want to thank each and every single one of you who have taken time to tune in and to listen to what I have to say, what my guests have to say. I want to thank you for taking time to share the podcast even. Some of you have shared with me that you've shared episodes with your loved ones that you thought an episode may have resonated with them or that they needed to hear it. And so I just want to extend my deepest gratitude because I don't take it lightly that you all listen to what I have to say in my little corner of the virtual world that I'm living in. And it really means a lot to me. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to share it. Continue to listen. Continue to share with me what your takeaways are. Oh my gosh, you guys, when you do that, it really encourages me. You have no idea. When I first started the Grow Through It podcast, It was really a leap of faith for me. I had no idea how to navigate podcasting. I'm still learning, to be honest with you. (laughs) And I just share what's on my heart. I share what my clients and my students have shared what their struggles are. I share my stories. I share my guest stories. And so it just really means a lot when you guys take the time to connect with me and let me know which episodes resonated with you and what were your takeaways. And I just love to hear it. And so please continue to do that. It keeps me encouraged. It keeps me inspired to continue to provide valuable content for you all. So with that being said, let's jump in. So The topic of uncomfortable conversations is a topic that I see showing up what what is known as these internet streets (laughs) quite frequently. Um, And it shows up in so many different areas, right? It could show up in your professional life, your personal life, your intimate relationships, your family relationships, your friendships, literally any interaction with another human being, the topic of uncomfortable conversations is going to come up. And the reason that I thought it was so important to have this conversation is because for one, I have had to navigate this myself. You guys know how I am. If you've been with me for any length of time, I only share information that I can apply a personal story to just to give you guys some context and to show you real life application. But also it is something that my students, my clients have struggled with, and I'm seeing the conversation on the internet. And One of the things that really sparked me to have this conversation was because I was seeing some shaming around this. There were some people I've noticed on the internet talking about people who 
They say, oh, you just need to communicate and y'all struggling to have an uncomfortable conversation. And that's why your relationships are trash or your business partnerships fall apart. And I wanted to offer another perspective because I know what it's like to be on the other side of the coin and to actually struggle to have uncomfortable conversations with certain personality types. And I thought it was really important to have this conversation because there are so many of us empathic souls out there who have experienced bullying, who have been gaslighted, who have experienced um, having these uncomfortable conversations and being completely disregarded and invalidated to the point where you may have felt like, you know what, what's the point, right? And when I see people on the internet shaming people, because that's what it is, y'all, it's a form of shame. And shame does not change anything at all. If if anything, it keeps people stuck. It makes people want to hide. It makes people want to shrink. It makes people not want to deal with you, <laughs> to be frank. And when I see people on the internet shaming people for their inability to do it, um, I'm on the other side of the coin. Like, you know what? Let me offer another perspective. Now, granted, I've also been on the side of the coin where there were people who would not have the uncomfortable conversation with me. And the topic is different in that regard. In that sense, these individuals just flat out don't want to accept accountability for their actions. And that uncomfortable conversation is what that's leading to. And typically in those scenarios, when somebody is going to have to be accountable for their actions, they will do one or two things. They will gaslight or invalidate like I previously shared, or they'll do the latter. They will just avoid the conversation altogether. And so there are so many different variations here of how this dynamic plays out. And so I wanted to kind of break some of this down, share what happens when you do um, avoid these uncomfortable conversations and some tips to help you navigate it so that you can have healthier interactions. Because you guys, let's just face it, we're here on this planet. We're going to have to deal with each other if we like it or not. Okay. And so we got to find healthier ways to interact with one another where people feel heard and seen and supported. And we're doing it in a way where we are not, um, for one, shrinking and hiding and suppressing, but two, that the other person is being able to hear someone without feeling the need to defend and protect and gaslight and all this madness. Now, although we cannot control another person's response, the perspective I want to offer for my empathic souls on this particular episode is how to basically stay in your power, even if you're in the midst of that, because that is not fun. And I know that that makes you want to shrink and suppress and hide and not talk, but there's a better way. So With all that being said, (laughs) let's just jump right in. So why you may struggle to have uncomfortable conversations? Well, like I just shared, if you are a fellow empathic soul, right? And you have faced and experienced what what I talked about before, the gaslighting. What can happen is you can develop fear to the point where it paralyzes you, where you feel like, you know what, I'm afraid 
that this person is going to gaslight me. I'm afraid that when I express myself, my experience is going to be invalidated. And if you have that fear, what can happen is it can cause you to not do anything at all and become paralyzed in it because you have worked up scenarios in your mind that may not have happened, but you're basing it off of past experiences. And so what happens in these instances is you, is you begin to suppress how you feel you, you begin to shut down. And there are so many detrimental effects of doing that. And I'm going to share that here in a, in a minute, but that could be one reason why you struggle to have these uncomfortable conversations. Now, another reason why you may struggle to have uncomfortable conversations is you may have been conditioned to be this way. What do I mean by that? Well, if you were raised by toxic caregivers, family members, parents, whomever, or you receive this conditioning from other relationships, maybe an intimate relationship, or maybe when you were in school from a teacher or other relatives, it any form of a dynamic where you were impressionable or you were in a situation where you trusted the person, then that could leave you susceptible to a form of conditioning to suppress your feelings and your experiences. And in these instances, what happens is you begin to be conditioned that your feelings don't matter, that your experiences are invalid, and that what you have to say is going to cause a consequence or something bad may happen to you. And this is how I was conditioned, you all. I've shared with you many times about the home environment I grew up in. And one of the toxic conditionings I experienced was that my dad would basically beat me when I would cry or had feelings. Um, I was not allowed to express myself. If I showed any sign of emotion, any emotion at all, I would be beaten and told I needed to suck it up, that emotions were for the weak. And it was it was toxic as hell. And so what happened is I developed belief systems within myself that my feelings were not valid, that feelings were not good. I felt a tremendous amount of shame for having feelings to the point where I would suppress it. And I'll share again, I'm going to share what suppressing does to you in a minute. And as a result, I used to hold so much in you guys so much into the point where it was like, the minute that one thing happened that may be so minute and not very important, but it was just the thing to tick you off, um, I would explode, you know. And this is many years ago before I started my journey, you guys, where I was just, I was angry, angry, just f- filled with so much madness. And uh, it was a form of conditioning. I was conditioned to be that way. And so I had to unlearn that way of being. And I had to basically create new neural pathways in my mind, which basically means I'm creating new thought patterns, new belief systems so that I have new ways of being that are healthier and that are more productive. And in time, I had to practice this. And eventually I was able to recondition my mindset. But you guys, whoo, that thing was no joke. Okay. No joke at all. And so when you are either in a state of fear, right? That past experiences are going to repeat themselves or you are just operating from toxic conditioning that this is just the way it is. This is how you have to be. Um, 
what can happen is you suppress your feelings, you suppress your experiences, and then that is when the madness really starts. So when you are suppressing your feelings, your experiences, you are not sharing your truth, it can show up in a multitude of ways. So for one, resentment begins to build up. And so when resentment is building up, typically this is because you have already been in a state of rumination. Rumination is when you are basically in a state of obsessive thinking on a situation. So you say, for instance, Sally at work pisses you off. She does something that's really trifling, really shady, really covert, but you say nothing right? And you hold it in, but inside internally, it doesn't go anywhere, right? Just because you, just because you don't say anything, it doesn't go anywhere. You're thinking about it over and over and over again in your mind, which is the rumination and that resentment begins to build up. Okay. And so what happens next is that is when the system, our internal system begins to break down. So there's this saying I often share with people is that what you suppress due to, hold on, let me rephrase that y'all, lack of expression due to suppression leads to depression. Okay. Let me say that again. Lack of expression due to suppression leads to depression. So when you're overly ruminating on something and then that resentment begins to build, you could experience depression and depression is really anger toward inward anger toward inward. It's, it's suppressed anger. And this is when those unhealthy coping habits begin to kick in. Um, many of you know, I've shared before on episodes, emotional eating has always been something that I have had to work on because food was my drug of choice. Some others, your drug of choice may not been hardcore drugs, but it may be alcohol. You may think, oh, I'm just having wine or a cocktail every night after work, but it's like, but every day, you know what I mean? So we, it, those are those things where you have to really be cognizant of because you can convince yourself it's not bad because you're, you're, you're thinking that, well, I'm not getting wasted or it's not this or not that. And you really try to convince yourself that you're not coping in an unhealthy way. Some other uh, drugs, as I call it, that people can use are um, social media, binge watching something over and over and over again, just to, you know, try to get your mind off of it. Uh, sex. They're so guys, the list just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on of ways that people try to numb themselves. And that's essentially what it is. It's a numbing mechanism. Uh, I also call them avoidance behaviors. You're avoiding what's going on within Something within is screaming at you to address it and you are just in full shutdown mode. You are, it's suppressed, you're ignoring it and now you're numbing. The way to step out of that is you have to acknowledge how you are feeling for one, okay? So now I wanna move into how to have these uncomfortable conversations because This is how you break the cycle. You got to use your mouth because when you allow the fear or the conditioning to muzzle your mouth, to shut you up, you leave yourself susceptible to starting a war within you. There's this saying that I heard um, Nipsey Hussle 
share. I was listening to something a while back. Uh, May he rest in peace. He passed. And he's, he was sharing about how when we don't speak our truth and live our truth, we start a war within us, but we can be at peace with the world. And he said he had realized that he would rather be at peace with himself and at war with the world. And that really resonated because I was like, you know what? That is so true. You cannot be concerned about how someone is going to um, react or what they may do or say as a result of you speaking up for yourself and speaking your truth. As long as you're doing it with tact and from love and you're being respectful, that's, that's all that matters on your end. You being responsible for your delivery, right? But you cannot control how they receive it. You cannot manage other people's triggers. You cannot manage other people's wounds. You can only do that for yourself. So when you are going through this process of navigating, having an uncomfortable conversation, the very first thing you need to do is acknowledge your own feelings, okay? This is not the time to shut down. This is not the time to suppress it. This is the time to say how you feel. And then the next step, script it out write it out, write out how you feel and write out what you want to say to release the raw emotions. Okay. And so this is a good time to get the rawness out, right? Part of the problem that people have with uncomfortable conversations is, is if you have a fear that a past experience is going to repeat itself, it could very well be because maybe the delivery was not received or maybe you, maybe you really were gaslighted. Maybe somebody really did invalidate your experience. However, because you didn't go through this introductory process of processing your feelings first and, and figuring out how to stay in your own power, that experience caused you to shut down. And then as a result, you probably felt like you were not heard, you were not seen, you may have felt it was pointless. And so this is the process, gifted ones, that you want to take to stay step into your power and validate your own experience, okay? So that when you're having this conversation with someone, it's not like you're going with the hopes of, um, you know, maybe them validating your feelings or maybe um, them, you know, having this expectation that they're going to apologize. Because let's be honest, we can't control the outcome. We can't control what someone else is going to do or say, but your job is to have the conversation. Okay, so you want to write out how you feel. You want to write out what you want to say so that you can release the raw emotions, get the rawness out. And then you can write out what it is that you want to make sure that you hit some key points that you know you want to hit when you address this with the person so that you don't leave the conversation feeling like, man, I wish I would have said this. I forgot to say that. Have you ever had that happen where you're having one of those conversations with someone, but because you're so caught up in your emotions, you're so caught up in your, your anger, or your hurt or your whatever you're feeling, your resentment, whatever it is that you're feeling that you forgot to say some things. And now you're beating yourself up because you're like, man, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say, I wish I would have said this. And now you're in your mind again thinking, well, if I go back and say this, you know, what are they going to think or what are they going to say? And it, it, and you put yourself back in the monkey show all over again. Okay, I call it the monkey show because I call when the negative chatter is going on in our brain, the monkey brain. And so 
This is why I believe it is so important to write it out first because you can get all that out. And when you write it out, it's more likely to stick, okay? And then the next thing, take a breath. And go have the talk. Pick up the phone, make the call, or if you're able to talk to the person in person, do that. And continue to pause and breathe as many times as you need to, okay? To gather your thoughts, to stay poised, and to remain in your power. This is how you navigate an uncomfortable conversation. You want to pause and breathe. Because if, God forbid, they do something, say something that is going to be hurtful or offensive or they try to gaslight you or invalidate you, the breathing and the pauses is going to help you remain in a place where you can respond versus react, okay? So you wanna go back and listen to a former episode that I had um, a few episodes back where I talked about that responding versus reacting. That is so important in these situations because this is how you stay in your power. This is how you stay in your power and you wanna release control. You want to release your attachment to the outcome. Okay. Go in there with the goal of expressing how you feel, what solution you would like to see and have the highest expectation that this is going to be a good conversation, but also because you're doing your part. Okay. You want to release the fear, the doubt, the worry, and just trust that just you doing your part can be good enough. Even if the other person doesn't meet you halfway, even if the other person tries to gaslight you or invalidate you, even if the other person um, doesn't uh, come up with a, a solution that can help you resolve the issue or they give you an apology or they acknowledge their part, just by you merely doing your part, make peace with that gifted one. I can't tell you how many times I've addressed something with someone and I had to do that. I didn't get the apology. I didn't get the let's meet in the middle. I may have even still got the gaslighting and the validation, but because of this process, it didn't take me out of my power because in that moment I was able to recognize that is on them there's something being triggered in them and that's on them to manage okay and so I hope this is helpful to someone I know uncomfortable conversations are hard to navigate but if you want to experience growth in your relationships and within yourself they are necessary they are necessary they are so necessary. Let's work on rising into our power. Let's work on being who we can be, the best versions of ourselves, so that we can navigate these, you guys. I, I've had to pick up the phone recently and have a few uncomfortable conversations. And let's face it, no one likes to do that. It, it can feel a little nerve-wracking, but I did exactly what I told you guys to do. I acknowledge my feelings, I script it out, um, and I breathe. And then I go for it. And the outcomes have been good in these situations recently. Outcomes have been good. So I hope this helps you. And if you are looking to elevate 
your way of being within your relationships, I want to invite you to connect with me for a complimentary breakthrough call. Now, you guys, I charge for my discovery calls. Okay, if you go to my website, you will see I charge for my discovery calls. However, anytime I'm offering a complimentary breakthrough call, you want to take full advantage of that because if I take the link down, it's not there anymore. Then you're going to have to pay for the discovery call. So if you've been wanting to work with me, I am taking on new private coaching clients and I have a couple of programs that I am working on clients with. One is my popular self-love private coaching program where I help clients to reclaim their power and elevate their self-love. And my other coaching program that I've been working with clients on recently is my Creating New Legacy Love creating new legacy love. And this is my relationship private coaching program. And this is not your typical relationship program. This is where we go beneath the surface and we're examining what is your mindset? What are some faulty perceptions you have? What are some limiting beliefs that you have when it relates to you and how you interact with someone you may be in relationship with? So I would look forward to speaking with you soon. If this is for you, go to the link in the bio and I'll chat with you all next time. Take care now. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.cassandraaustin.com.